Welcome back to The Edge. Local news gets some more visibility. Bing is helping get millions of new visitors via PubHub. Is code to text ratio a ranking factor? You're listening to News from The Edge for the week of February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day 2022 here on Edge of the Web Radio. From the Edge of the Web Studios, here's what we're looking at this week. Hello, sir. Congratulations on 10 years of Edge of the Web Radio, an amazing achievement. I went back and I had a look for the very first episode. 53 paginations on your website, 473 episodes, and the very first words were, good morning, Indianapolis. Even back then, you had the best podcast voice in the industry, and it all sounded so professional. You, my friend, are my hero. I hope to see you soon. Have fun. This is Edge of the Web Radio. Thank you, Jason Bernard. I'm your host. He went all Bette Midler on you there. He did. He did. He was the wind beneath my entity wings. How about that? This is nothing creepy. (laughs) I am the host of Edge of the Web. This is Aaron Sparks. I am. I'm I'm, I'm talking in third person now. (laughs) Aaron's getting angry. (laughs) I'm the owner of Site Strategics, Uh, a digital marketing agency based in Indianapolis, (laughs) Indiana. Good morning, Indianapolis. <laughs> Covering the SEO and digital marketing news of the week, separate from our weekly interview, getting more news to you even more quickly. So, uh, the cackling that you're hearing in the background is Morty Oberstein. He is actually suspicious, but generally good folk, Morty Oberstein. And that's a quote from John Mueller of Google. So, Morty, how you doing today? It's a ranking factor. It, well, being a suspicious, oh, you good better folk. believe it. You better believe it. It is yeah. a ranking factor. On Bing. That, on Bing, right. Bing bong. <laughs> How you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm exhausted because I watched the Super Bowl. And uh, for me, that's from 1.30 uh, a.m. till about 5.30 a.m. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yep. yeah. There was a game to. on, evidently. Yeah. I, I, I caught that. I, I, I made my own Chinese food. Uh-huh. Homemade. Yeah. I drove an hour to get the ingredients for it. Sweet. Yep. Why would you do that? In retrospect, because it was great fun. It was awesome. My kids loved it. Everyone loved it. My wife thought I was crazy. That was just a bonus. There you go. Did the kids enjoy the football game? Yeah. Did they watch it with My wife saw me cooking. Like, you're making dinner. I'm like, no, I'm making it for the Super Bowl. She's like, you're making food for 3 o'clock in the morning? Like, what, what's wrong with you? That would that would, said, be, that would be suspicious. But they, did the kids watch the football game with you? Yeah. They watched it, yeah. Cool. All right. Did you I, take, did my, you take my, them out of school? Yeah, they, they came home today. Which I had to, like... They can explain that to my wife why I'm keeping the kids home for over a football game. I'm like, it's the Super Bowl. It is. All of Cincinnati schools were allowed not to go to school uh, today. Or yeah, and they day. lost. And they lost. <laughs> then my wife's going, let me get this straight. Whether they win or lose, the kids get a day off. That's, say, well, that's like when they when they close schools before the snowstorm hits and they go, all, all that's there is like a bunch of rain. Yep. Like, ooh, so close. Oh, I think we... Uh, yeah, so someone said it was a 50-50 shot, right? <laughs> not really. We're going to lose. Well, that, that 50-50 shot came Hopefully not the math teachers. 43 seconds in the last quarter, whenever they shot right at the quarterback and took him down. I saw why that would you? I saw that. Why would, you, why would you, first off, why would you throw a pass on that last play? You tried that already in the first half of the game. It didn't work. If right. you can't get a yard out of your running back, you have no business being in the Super Bowl. Oi, oi. 
They could have called a timeout afterwards. That's my hot take. Yeah, they lost all their downs right there. Bang. It's over. I mean, what do I know? I'm not like Stephen A. Smith or anything like that. But Was that, uh, was that fourth and something? That fourth and one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was fourth down. That was it. That was game. Oh, my gosh. All righty. Well, that, you have heard the, the, the totality of Aaron Sparks' knowledge of football right there. I've spent it all in about 1 minute 33 seconds. How about that? <laughs> well, that's not true. Before the show, you were telling me about the, uh, the Steelers coach. That's true. That's true. Right, Sean Payton, who was a Saints coach. <laughs> so good try. Good try. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm trying to. to Are you just, gonna you get an A plus for trying? Thank you very much. Just trying to find some common threads there with you, Morty. I appreciate it. You get the effort award. Thank you. <laughs> you know who else gets the effort award? That's Google this week. How about that for a second? Well, good pivot. Wow, look at that. From Danny Goodwin over at Search Engine Land, Google gives more visibility to local news publishers. Local news publishers could get some extra visibility and traffic, both from regular search results and the Google News Showcase. Google announced uh, on uh, February 9th, uh, Google ranking improvements is, are, are showing here. They actually announced an improvement in the ranking system. Actually, is changing right now to, to be able to help searchers discover stories from authoritative, relevant local news sources. Now, we do understand. Just pause here for, for a moment. I actually was sharing this uh, tidbit with uh, one of our clients. That you realize that all search results are local. There's always a local factor that's actually in, in the mashup there. And this is uh, this contributes right to that factor as well. Uh, Google's leaning in more and more. Authoritative and relevant is the key factor there. And on top of that, you're actually going to be able to get into the Google News Showcase. Publishers who are part of the Showcase program can now decide which content appears in their local news panels on Google News. Basically, it's an easy way for publishers to highlight what they consider to be most important news of the day. So you got a couple different programs here, but more importantly, Google's actually leaning in to scoop up more news. Now, here, here's my question to you, Morty, is the, the news display is the valuable factor here. It's not just that they're getting visibility of new local sources, but again, Google is looking at watch our play in our sandbox on our SERP. You're getting more local news on the SERP. You don't have to click deeper in to get it. You're going to be showcasing that in, in the news panel, a news showcase, as well as just additional visibility. So if Google's showing me the news, and giving me much more on that brand on that SERP, do I need to click deeper? Right? Uh, is Google turning into more of a local news based on my search patterns? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I would imagine that it all depends on the query. And like, if you're searching for, I don't know, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a good example where this would actually play itself out. I mean, COVID was a good example. That's where sure. Google initially uh, ran this. Google, if you remember Danny Sullivan way back when, which I, I feel like the, the pandemic's been going on for 10 years. <laughs> so I'm terrible. Yeah, it really feels this way at this point. It does. Um, but way back at the beginning of the pandemic, I think it was uh, Danny Sullivan announced, yeah, we're trying to interject more local news into the, into the top stories because obviously that makes sense because there's a lot of local nuance, especially, well, particularly in the U.S., where you have local nuance. As opposed to, let's say, a country like uh, like you, the UK, where it's you know they have national policies. In the US, you don't have national policies the same way. Right. So having local news show up was very pertinent to the intent of the user. I would imagine that if you Google things like Congress news, you're not going to probably get a local like yeah, yeah. ABC News Seven is going to have like their really crappy ass coverage showing up in the top stories. Going to probably be right. you know the New York Times, CNN, you know ABC News, whoever all these people are. Right. 
I think where there is a local intent mixed into it. So imagine you search for Congress news and there was something in Congress going on that was very pertinent to your, you know, you're new, mm. living in New York. It's very pertinent to you. So now you would get local news showing up in there. That's where I think this plays itself out personally. Right. Uh, but the real estate is what I was talking about. The actual real estate on the SERP is they're opening up more for, for that. Uh, I mean, just be able to, I'm talking about the, yeah. the, the, the the mindset of our new of our of of today's users that are scanning headlines, right? Scanning more headlines on the, on the on the. I don't Google read search. actual news. I just yeah. read headlines. I, I, I look I, at pictures. I, I read clickbait. I don't even click on the clickbait. I just read the clickbait, right? That's how I make my decisions. So we're an ADD population here, for lack of a better description. So scanning that and be able to see, hey, I can actually see the Google news breakout and not even go over to my point is we covered this stuff uh, regarding australia last year whenever there's some major content battles going on of getting the news content the local news content or even the country's news content into the serp right and you had to be part of your the google consortium to be able to even even get that access this seems like a reversal hey they're going to give you a heck of a lot more news real estate there is this really dialed in for uh, leveraging and, and bringing more traffic to the, these local newspapers or these newspapers. There's. I would think so. If you're showing up at the top stories carousel, right? Or that's not a carousel anymore on desktop. Now it's like this whole grid thing, right? I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, like I personally, if if it's a story that I'm interested, in, I can only, I'm only speaking out of my own experience. If it's a story, I'm just kind of see what's going on, like real quick. So I just look at the headlines there and I move on. Yep. But yeah, if it's something that I'm actually interested in reading, so then I'll, I'll click through. So I would imagine it, it's like a featured snippet, right? I can have the, I can exactly. read the snippet, have the answer, not click. Yep. But most data still shows that there's an increase in the click because you're so prominent. Well, that's what, that's where I was going. Is this, is this more uh, additional visual consumption at the at the uh, Google layer? All right. So. That's, that's what I want to at least unpack here. I did want to make sure that we reach out to our audience and hey, quickly, we want to remind you that the best thing that you can do as a listener is to give us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think, who, who do you like us to interview as well as what have been your favorite moments. You're, I mean, this is our 11th season going into it and we're going to ask this of you. Tell us what you want to know in SEO, digital marketing news and anything else that we talk about. And you can also, uh, but a finger in the eye of Morty, if you really want to, via the uh, reviews, right? You can do that. Yes, please poke me in the eye. <laughs> I really enjoy it being poked in the eye. <laughs> Virtually speaking. Anyway, uh, second article, again, with the, the news play here. Bing News PubHub moves to Bing Webmasters Tools. This is from Search Engine uh, Landover with uh, Barry Swartz. Um, Microsoft has moved the Bing News PubHub out of its own microsite and into the overall Bing Webmasters Tools console. The company actually announced this makes it easier for publishers who... February 9th, 8th. There we go. 7th, 10th. <laughs> One of the days. <laughs> All right, there we go. Well, it makes it easier for publishers who have already verified their sites with Bing Webmasters Tools to ask, access the Bing News PubHub features. Morty, what are the Bing... News PubHub features. It's how you. It's like how you get into their version of like what we just spoke about for Google. Exactly. Yes. So they had it at PubHub.bing.com. <laughs> While that microsite's still live, it's now telling publishers we've integrated with Bing Webmasters, and Bing, Bing Webmasters has actually improved mightily over the last couple of years. Here, give credit where credit is due, especially with with uh, uh, Microsoft Clarity in the mix there. So that's pretty cool. But you can. 
you can tie into your content and you actually have the ability to uh, get more and more visibility on Bing uh, with your news publication. They evaluate all news sites. Bing uses the following criteria, newsworthiness, originality, authority, as well as readability. So again, another play here in the news and the local mashup here, seeing more on that first screen of results. If it's newsworthy, if it's news search query, going to be seeing a lot more. So they're leaning in, both search engines are leaning in to be able to scoop up more. Although we do know that uh, the PubHub has been around since 2016, right? Uh, yes, I, we're going to comment that. Um, <laughs> there are some reporting that not, not to that effect, which I don't, it has been, it's not new. It's not new. There it's it not is. New. <laughs> not new. I mean, I think it does make sense for like people like local publishers or small, not local, but smaller publishers who may not have known, hey, how do I go through this whole program? Like now it's right there and they're being webmasters tools, mm -hmm. assuming they're even logging into their being webmaster tool, which is a big if. Yep. So now it's right there, big, you know, big, now it's right there front and center. So, hey, what's this thing of a jigger? Let me click on that. Oh, yes, I, I disseminate news. Let me apply for the program. So what you're saying is that it had such a lack of success, they moved the access over where people... <laughs> no, I mean, like, look, you have to imagine that your CNN's ABC News... I'm so bad at naming news outlets, Washington Post, journals, sure. Times. Would already know this exists Alex and be doing Jones, it. I mean, come on. You know, that's not news. <laughs> that guy's just an asshole. <laughs> we would agree with that. All right, so... Yeah, in the case that none of these junkets actually did tie into PubHub, but they are using webmasters, it's right there. It's an easy, logical jump there. But point is, I think the point is what I'm trying to steer into is that we are still scanners now, and Google and Bing are realizing they got to get that content front and center, and they're playing playing the risk card of okay, well maybe they will click away into the into that content. No, I think they're they're playing the uh, the card of. Eh, Nobody's really going to so, move away from our news feed there. If you want my crazy theory about this, yes, sir. I think that <clears throat> I don't, I'm not sure how accurate this is. From a pure content perspective, so smaller uh, news sites, or let's call them micro news sites or more local news sites, whatever you want to call it, like take sports is a good example. Mm -hmm. So if you take a look at the way, I think we talked about this podcast at one point. If you take a look at, say, the way ESPN is covering, you know, the local baseball team. Right. Versus how your local publisher is covering the local baseball team. They are not equal in any way, shape, or form. One is very top level, mm -hmm. which would be ESPN. And one gets into the finer details that you as, you know, a, a local baseball geek is really into. So if you're looking for those smaller nuanced details that you might not, you might not get that out of having... A large or just a, a showing of larger publishers in the news box or there the news go. carousel, whatever you want to call it. Right. But if you include micro publishers or you, you include uh, local publishers, those things, you're going to get a more nuanced take on whatever news topic you're looking at. So you might make the user theoretically happier if you do this. I think it's a win for the user hmm. from a pure yeah. content perspective. Yeah. I don't know if that's why Google is doing it or not doing it, but that is a gap, in my opinion, from a pure content perspective that lacked or lacks if you don't have the micro site and the micro publisher or the local publisher in the news carousel box or whatever feature you call it on Bing. I don't know what it's called on Bing. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good take. Uh, they're realizing that their top level content was a bit anemic. And if you have these dedicated consumers wanting to get more granularity, you know, 
diversify the portfolio. Yeah, well, it's all there. the same anyway, right? Sure. Every every ABC News, Politico, you know, Newsweek, it's all going to be basically the same title. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. They're pulling it in from Reuters. <laughs> it's an a, it's an AP feed. He got like 50. <laughs> it's not a joke, AP by fees. the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so ridiculous. It is terrible. It's literally the same story at 20 times, word for word. Oh, yeah, and on top of that, there was a big debacle of uh, poaching sites that were ranking, outranking authoritative sites uh, with the same headline. That was a big Oh, yes, right. Big That's mess right. Here just recently. It was The Verge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, we want to recognize our title sponsor of Edge of the Web. It's Site Strategics, a parent company of Edge of the Web and Edge Media Studios. We're pioneers in the agile digital marketing methodology. Our core specialties are technical SEO, content and entity SEO, SEM, uh, social media, conversion rate, optimization, all boiling down to results marketing that actually works. So we also have focus on a unique omni-channel media marketing methodology and content curation we actually get our our guests on mic and uh, process uh, a lot of great questions and have an interview method where we can extract a huge amount of information re research based to be able to populate our site's content and social so uh, if you're interested in what we can do for you give us a shout at uh, our toll-free number 877-736-4932 or 877 well i'm not going to translate it back to alphanumeric that would be ridiculous but it is actually SEO for web so that's fine but check us out. Uh, we'll give you a free hour consultation uh, via Zoom. Uh, we, we do work uh, across the country and across the world. So uh, let us know how we can help you over at sitestrategics.com. All right. Third article of the week here from Search Engine Roundtable, Barry Swartz in the pocket again. Uh, Google, from Google, uh, code to text ratio is not and has never been an SEO factor. Google's John Mueller and Gary Eish both said in a Reddit thread, Reddit thread that the code to text ratios for SEO does not matter. John Mueller said it is not an SEO factor. Gary Eish said it doesn't matter. And on top of everything else, it never did. So what is a code to text ratio for those playing at home? Point, point has been that for SEO tools for the last decade and a half, We've always had this thin content mindset. More, more, more importantly, it was how much code, if you've got literally layout code that's in 10K, and how much code represents the actual HTML content, right? The actual content on the page. If it's less than X particular percentage, then you'd be getting flagged on, on uh, with your analysis tools going, hey, you've got a really high code to text ratio. And that could represent some problems in just how much content's there on the site. So we've had, by and large, these tools have been around and there's so many great tools out there, but there's always been this ratio factor and we're, t we're being told that it never existed. It was never an actual thing. It was what the tools made up. Is that accurate, Morty? Is, is That is so accurate. <laughs> I can't tell you. Okay. So this one particularly annoys me because yeah. I've had issues with um, with folks who are saying, hey, you know, there's an issue with my site, blah, blah, blah. I have a high, you know, low code detects ratio, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's not a problem. Right. And and, and it's like, just trust me, it's not a problem. Here's Google saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Google said it, but uh, such and such whatever said that it is a problem. I got a warning. Just ignore that. <laughs> That's not true. Google's telling you that it's not. 
I know that this there's a like you know an orange little dot saying mm-hmm. that it's a problem, but it's not, and that's a whole other conversation about why these warnings show up. I think like that's a conversation the tools need to have. It's a conversation that I, I have had with with Semrush, and that's something they are trying to work on. Because okay, I, I, let's like jump back a little bit. There is, it was initial an initial idea that if you have a lot of code and very little HTML, then that's probably a spammy page or a spammy site. I think that's where this came from. And I think that's why the, you know, these tools started putting it in there as a warning, like, hey, Google might see you as this. They're not calling it like, you know, an issue. They're probably calling it something like, you know, I'm trying to make up a language for all the tools out there, but, you know, like a notice or mm-hmm. warning. Sure. So, yeah, we're not saying it's like, you know, going to be a problem, but like this may be something on your page might be, not be good, blah, blah, blah. But then it, it so it's like comedy of errors or a vicious cycle where now people are like oh no it's a it's a it's a red flag or an orange flag or a yellow flag whatever color the tool has and now it's a real thing but it's not a real thing almost like da became a, a right. way of trying to measure something but no it's not it's not a real thing but everyone says that it's a real thing i'm go i'm rambling on here but the point is that people take this very seriously and it's not and it's so annoying as an seo to have a deal with that mm-hmm. because people are like yeah no no it's what are you saying that's not a problem i'm not, I'm, I'm telling you it's not a problem. Google said that it's not a problem. How many times does Google have to say it? Clearly, they had to say it again. And again, and they do say things regularly with repetition. And we could go through a litany. And I think uh, we would never do anywhere near what Barry has done <laughs> with 30,000 posts on search oh, engine. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. We, we, we didn't shout that out. Yeah, we got wow, you. Wow, we're right? a bunch of jerks. I'm saying. Well, I mean, we, we tweeted it. Let's but. go back. We, like, go back in time. <laughs> 30,000 articles, Barry. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The only people who's happier than the SEO community is Grammarly. <laughs> do, have we, do we have a word count yet? That's what we need to actually find. Is, uh, no, yeah, but uh, can you imagine where the SEO world would be without Barry writing no, all this stuff? Absolutely. It'd be unbelievably horrible. And uh, John Mueller and Google uh, gave a really nice thread of information and uh, accolades to Barry because literally, where would Google be without Search Engine Roundtable as well communicating in in this space? Where right? would our new show be without Barry? <laughs> well, I wasn't going to Yeah, no, totally true. Where would you also be without Barry? <laughs> <laughs> I missed that joke. Exactly. I mean, literally, I, I cannot count the number of shows that we've had uh, without a Barry Sports article. Uh, for that, I mean, he has been in the community for such a long time and reporting this very thing years ago, right? That's why is this new is literally the thing for Barry Sports because he knows it. He's 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 this he's he's the the, the transcriber of all things because we have we as SEOs have such a short term memory. And I wouldn't think that would be the case for us. I don't us. know. Is it a short-term memory or I don't know what we're smoking or whatever it is. A willingness Dude, to have... disbelieve. In fact, that's part of yeah, part okay. of what I wanted to actually. Paranoia uh, comes with smoking. That is a uh, side effect. <laughs> as well as munchies. So that's the poll this week from Edge of the Web. How many times does Google have to say something for SEOs to believe it? Is the answer one? Um, is the answer 100? Or one million, <laughs> or, or do, is it the Barry factor over thirty thousand? <laughs> because they do communicate on a regular basis. They do tell us that this is this is something they don't count. And outside of the to- the tools repeating something or or having some internal mechanisms that 
that ascribe a particular value, we aren't listening regularly to what Google is actually saying. Now, do they backtrack so sometimes? Yeah, they do. So many things like this. Absolutely. Like, oh, site speed is small factor. Damn you, not true. Site speed is everything. My entire business is built around site speed. So no, you're lying, Google. It's not me who has an ulterior motive. It is you who clearly does. But, but they also change things as well, and they have to evolve the system, right? I, I wonder how much of the problem is the tools, though. Right. Because if I'm using a tool to uh, help my clients, and I'm constantly seeing that, and normally when I see it, it's like, you know, oh, you have a 1,000 pages and 10 of them hit this metric of, you know, sure. low content to code ratio. I see it all the time every week. So if Google's telling everybody it doesn't matter, mm -hmm. but you spend more time in tools telling you it does, mm -hmm. those tools have got to listen to. Exactly, those exactly. Those tools have it's got to pull that stuff out. What you described is here is a particular type of SEO professional <laughs> that is so beholden to the, tool, the tools that they're not contextually aware of what's really important content but it's not just the seo professionals sometimes it's clients sure right yeah. sure they, they have access to the tool right and they they're looking and they're they're you know and and god, god bless them they're an energetic client who's looking to you know understand sure what's happening they're seeing it and at some owner. level you shouldn't be expected to go fact check the tool like that right like if, if, if my goal is to fix as many things as possible and the tool says fix these 10 things why would I say like, well, hang on now. Yeah. I, by the way, <laughs> out of all of them, that one's really hard to fix. <laughs> yeah, it is. Right? Like, okay. Especially if you are on a CMS, like, you know, close CMS, what are you going to do? Nothing. No, absolutely nothing. Well, that's, uh, I guess that's the, and that's the whole point is that certain, certain amount of code. Now, if you're, if you're dealing with speed and this, that, and the other, that's a bog down factor. But if the code's yeah, fast and the code's rendering and it's not CLS, it's not getting in, into Core Web Vitals issues, then all right, forget about it. But the point is professionals need uh, and clients need to understand a tool's only as good as the contextual awareness that built the tool. And those tools have to evolve, right? All yep. right, so there's a pool that poll this week. Make sure you check that out. Last week's last poll that we did, uh, we're talking about the SERPs and the Google title rewrites. And six months in, is the SERP better off than the Google's title rewrites, or do you still consider this an overreach? 20% said the SERPs are better now. Zero said that they should revert it. And 80% said, get off my lawn, Google. Because <laughs> uh, our audience sample is not biased at all. <laughs> at all about this issue. Yep, absolutely. Well, a couple things to check out this week. Our, our episode last week was uh, Project-led SEO discussion with Eli Schwartz. I, I truly uh, uh, recommend you check that out because it is a philosophical change in SEO. This week, we're finishing up with the second part of that episode, and there's a new scrum dropping. Uh, it was a debate about Google AMP between Barry Adams and Jonah Alderson, so you got to check that out. It literally... Barry against AMP? Mine... <laughs> remember i, I think he may have written an article called amp go to hell <laughs> as among other explicatives as well. we are proud to have inlinks.net as a sponsor of edge of the web did you know that entities play a major role in how search engines understand and rank content they don't pay attention to 
code to text ratio. They do pay attention to entities. Optimizing your content solely around keywords is a thing of the past. Now's the time to add entities into the mix and reach higher rankings by using Inlinks and award-winning software in Entity SEO. Inlinks provides you an expert level of data uh, to be able to build your content around any key concept so Google will have a better understanding of the context of your article. So go to edgeofthewebradio.com forward slash Inlinks. That's Edge of the Web Radio forward slash I-N-L-I-N-K-S. And to claim your free Inlinks account and start creating content that will outperform your competitors. All right, all right, let's finish up here. What's going on uh, in SEO chat this week? Uh, Corey Tugberg is hosting. Woohoo! Oh, you guys are good. Because I didn't promote it yet. You guys are good showing up and then on the screen for our audio audience. There you go. <laughs> and we were doing uh, a little bit of like a, 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 a I'm going to call it a ranking lab this week. Corey will be listing some scenarios and having a conversation with you about oh, wow. what makes sense to do or not do based on those scenarios. That guy is what a cool idea. It is. It is. That guy is a scary, brilliant person. Yeah, he's he's wow. Great stuff. I'm excited. Yeah, we got to get him on the show sometime soon. Yeah. You should. Yeah, so uh, go over to uh, SEO Chat. It's hashtag SEO Chat on Twitter. 1 p.m. every Thursday. Uh, it's 1 p.m. Eastern every Thursday. And uh, jump in there. There's a lot of SEOs, a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of memedom. Um, you know, where yep, Alan Blyweiss is off in there. Yes. Breaking news. Yeah. Alan Blyweiss might be there. <laughs> But uh, contribute because it is a really good community and you want to be able to stoke it up and have uh, a really good set of, it's not only knowledge transfer, but I mean, since we're still in the space, so we're lacking the in-person conferences, this is a great way to be able to find some friends and be able to make some connections, right? Yeah, I but, agree. Uh, unfortunately, that's also how we came across Morty. And Is it really? Through SEO <laughs> chat? No, it was not. That would be surprising because I don't think you host it anymore. Oh, I stalked you for about a good year and a half. You Did you really you didn't, see, you didn't see me outside your house? I'm trying to think. <laughs> that was I you? Mean, he he would have been dressed like a ninja. Yeah, you were dressed up like a like, a, like my grandma babushka. It's like, <laughs> weird. That was me. All right. That's it for Edge. Not getting uncomfortable at all here. Uh, our, <laughs> check out our second episode of the Eli Sports Podcast. It'll be dropping this week. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel as it gets updated, as well as when also whenever we go live on the channel. Because we do that every once in a while. Well, from all of us over at Edge, stay safe, stay well, and do not be a piece of cyber driftwood. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.